The rally in the U.S. dollar posed as soft economic data from the U.S. and overbought market conditions in the U.S. dollar convinced investors to take some of their profit and move to the sidelines. But the U.S. government is getting closer to a shutdown. The strikes in Detroit will likely extend to another week, while the slowdown that we see in Eurozone inflation is obviously welcome, but it should still be taken with a pinch of salt. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the first set of inflation data from the Eurozone countries came in yesterday and they were well quite mixed because German inflation is even more than expected from 6.4% to 4.3% in September. So that was a level last seen before the war in Ukraine started and base effect due to these public transports disappearance uh, from the comparison. And also it is said that some statistical distortions actually explain a part of the significant decline that we saw in German inflation. In Spain, however, we don't have these transport costs or anything like that, while prices jumped for the second straight month to 3.2% level. So that was slower than what was expected and penciled in by analysts, but also gave an idea on well, how these rising energy prices and the weakening euro would impact inflation figures in the eurozone in the coming months. Now, later this morning, we will find out the overall eurozone inflation numbers for the month of September. Well, you know what? With a little bit of chance, well, the actual inflation data in the eurozone will meet the soft market expectations for this month. And that could obviously strengthen the hand of the European Central Bank does. Yet again, this month's soft numbers should be taken with a pinch of salt because the rising energy prices are threatening the inflation figures. Plus, the impact of the soft inflation on the euro dollar could remain limited given that the US dollar is what determines the overall direction in the FX markets this week and the US dollar's direction will likely suppress any market reaction that would you know, look compatible with a soft European inflation data that will be released this week. Yesterday, for example, well, the euro dollar tipped a toe below the 105 psychological mark, yet the pair rebounded past the 105.80 level this morning in Europe as the US dollar retreated also on the back of a softish set of economic data released yesterday in the US. So if you leave the good and lighter than expected jobless claims report out of it, the economic data released yesterday in the US showed that corporate profits didn't improve as much as expected by analysts, real consumer spending slowed, hallelujah, and the US GDP was revised just marginally higher from 2 to 2.1%. So the soft-looking data led to some profit-taking in the greenback. The US dollar index retreated after a four-day rally that pushed it to the highest level since November. The US two-year yield retreated, although it still remains a touch above the 5% psychological mark, while the US 10-year yield flirted with the 4.70% level with little respite despite the soft data on the longer end of the US yield curve. That's also remember, impacted by a more crowded Treasury issuance and the quantitative tightening from the Federal Reserve. Now, on the US most fun to watch political scene, well, 
There is not much progress regarding the negotiations and the disputes to avoid a U.S. government shutdown in a few days from now. So the U.S. government will, well, more likely than not to be shut from next week, from October 1st. Now, economists and traders and investors, they don't necessarily care much about the highly political issues that actually keep these U.S. politicians apart and actually acting like four year olds, but they care about one, the potential damage that another political drama that could have been avoided if there were, you know, a few adults in the U.S. political room will cause on the U.S. credit rating and the U.S. growth numbers and two, well, the fact that the government offices actually won't be working, so they won't be releasing the important official economic data like, I don't know, NFP, unemployment, and jobless claims, and inflation data. And an extended government shutdown, God forbid, could actually blur the Federal Reserve's monetary policy path at a very, very critical moment where they came to the destination more or less, but they have to be super, super careful right now when parking their huge, huge vehicle in a very, very tight space. Now, happily, we will have an idea on the Federal Reserve's favorite gauge of inflation before this week ends and before the US government potentially shuts next week. So the core PC that's due to release today may have slowed in the month of August, but the headline figure in the US will likely also reflect the rising gasoline prices last month, and that could obviously push the Federal Reserve dose out of the race for the moment. Now, we will still have economic data flow from private data issuers happily, like ISM and ADP data, but yes, it's really, really ridiculous that the US, the country that acts like the basis of the global financial system, is actually led by a bunch of incompetents that can't even manage to run their own government. But what do you do, right? You just have to accept and deal with it. The good news is that the UAW actually agreed to lower the pay rise that they demand to 30%, from 40% to 30% in US dollar terms, guys. And I'm not really sure that Ford, for example, which decided earlier this week to halt the construction of a three and a half billion US dollar worth of EV battery plant in Michigan, will just come back to its decision given the size of the rise that they will have to endure in all cases. But anyway, the strikes in Detroit are not coming to an end for now, and the US government could be shut from next week. So that's the conclusion of a long week in the US most colorful and the most dramaful political theater. Now let's move to a more exotic place on planet Earth, where we had some, well, actually, good news, and that's Japan. And just listen to this, because it's really, it's really interesting, because inflation in Japan came in slower than expected in September, despite the very dovish Bank of Japan policy. Core inflation in Tokyo was even negative on a monthly basis, that's crazy, whereas retail sales and industrial production in Japan didn't slow, and one and two month forecasts for industrial products 
production in Japan were also revised higher. Of course they were revised higher. Have you seen how supportive the Bank of Japan crew is for the Japanese economy? So if the US dollar rally wasn't cooling yesterday, we would have definitely seen the dollar yen go straight above that 150 psychological level. But, but happily, the US dollar is now giving back some field across the board, but any renewed strength that we might see in the US dollar in the next few days could actually send the dollar yen above that 150 psychological mark. And if we have no intervention from the Japanese officials, verbal or real concrete intervention in the FX markets, the rally could even continue toward the 155 level. But again, if you decide to swim in these waters, it means that you are deliberately taking the risk of a sudden FX intervention that could actually leave you on the back foot in what is, in theory, nothing but nothing but a quite reasonable trade. In the corporate space, well, Micron lost less than expected by analysts in the latest quarter, but they gave a morose guidance and they still lost because their gross margins fell 10% from around 40% a year earlier. Now, I will repeat that. Their gross margins didn't fall to 10%. They fell by 10% in the latest quarter, leading to an almost 40% slip in their revenue due to the oversupply of chips that were actually built during the COVID pandemic and that have not been destocked just yet due to all the waning global demand. So Micron shares fell more than 4% at yesterday's trading session. Nvidia, however, saw no panic at all and managed to hold ground at around its 100-day moving average throughout this week. Nike finally rose after reporting a better-than-expected drop in its own inventories in the latest quarter, but revenue in China actually missed expectations. And it's not the Americans with their melting savings or here the Europeans with their rising winter energy costs that will make up for well, the Chinese demand, I'm telling you. So, this is all for this week. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So, please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on x and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again next week and until then good day trading and have a lovely weekend